Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal. Welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus and I'm going to be joined by Manny and Mike. We're going to discuss the Europa League game that we had last week, uh, yesterday's game against Everton, and look forward to the Carabao Cup and Watford next weekend. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal. Hello, good morning, and welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Joined today by a man flu full Manny. So it's, he's got Manny flu. And uh, we've got uh, Scunthorpe Mike, Scunny, and Manny. How are we doing, boys? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Yeah? Yep, all good. I'm the only one without the uh, flu today. I, I, no, I haven't got the flu. I've got arsenalitis. I was at the Arsenal yesterday, so that's why I'm a little ah, bit croaky. Too busy singing. Too busy singing and shouting, We're the North Bank, we're the North Bank, we're the North Bank, Ivory. So. Manny, are you going to talk to us today, or are you just going to sit there and sulk as usual? I'm not sulking, mate. I'm just a bit <clears throat> just a bit under the weather. Yeah, um, Manny flew. <laughs> that's, that's a bit corny, but yeah. You it can, is, you but it's true, it's Manny flew. It is, it is. Um, God, I've been out camping um for the last week or so um in ohio so i've caught something is that um, broke back Ma- broke back mountain th- territory i don't know i've never watched the film uh, the, the, you uh, you know what not nothing nothing uh, <laughs> nothing <laughs> yeah i'm getting them i'm getting them i'm getting them we, he, yeah. we will get manny cheery one of these days we will definitely get, get that, that i laugh, am laugh, cheery that, i am get that i have to go yeah, I am yeah. cheery, but it's just, you know, it's been a rough few days. I've had jet lag to deal with, and I'm not fully 100% physically yet. Wouldn't happen, wouldn't happen with Northern lads, would it, Mike? Nah, no. What's jet, what's jet lag? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know, because I've never been that far out, to be honest. There you go. <laughs> there you I've, go. I've, I've done it once coming back from Boston, and I was fucked for about two weeks, I must admit. Not not pleasant, not pleasant. No, Listen, not we've, nice. uh, we've got quite a, a full agenda to go ahead on today. We've got a couple of games. We're going to look back a little bit to um, the Europa League game. We'll look at yesterday's game, the Everton game, which has left my voice in tatters. Uh, we'll touch on the Arsenal ladies who are doing very well. And we'll look ahead to the game on Wednesday, which is the Brentford game, and really far ahead, uh, the Watford game as well, which I will not be attending because I'll be in Italy by Lake Garda at that time. So, um, I did. We did talk about on their last week's game about Man United's away kit, and I was talking to uh, one of my brothers, and they're Man United fans, and said, um, "I said, uh, what's with the Man United kit? It looks like they've left, left the sock in the wash and everything else." And my brother Dermot says to me, "says uh, Oh, that's because of." And I left him explain the whole thing. He says, "That's because it's in it's honour of um, a, a sports newspaper. There's an evening newspaper that comes out in in Manchester um, every." every evening and it, it's reached a milestone or anything like that and I just turned around and said what the loot uh, which uh, <laughs> went down very well obviously you guys are probably too young to remember the loot but some of us old gits on here will uh, will remember but I did do them up on that anyway um, that's uh, tumbleweed enter the tumbleweed 
Arsenal versus Volska, 4-2. So Arsenal opponents were third, finished third in the Ukrainian top flight. as the best finish, as we said last week, since 96-97. They're eight games into the season and they've won 4-4. And they are competing in the Europa League group stages for the first time since 2011-2012. What did you make of the lineups, guys? Who wants to go first on this? I just want to touch on the Adidas Man U kit. Um, a lot of people are saying that we've well, like I say we've got the new contract with Arsenal. It's uh, don't don't hold well at the minute, does it? For a nice new kit, when all these Adidas ones are awful at the moment. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, hmm. Never even thought about it like that since that's that's <laughs> who we're going to next year. Next year. Yeah. Well, this is it. You see, and a lot of these Adidas kits that are out at the moment are absolutely disgusting. I think I like the Puma one more. What did you make of the lineup for the uh, Europa League game then, Mike? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was what I was expecting uh, with uh, Torreira and Leno starting and resting. I was surprised to see Socrates starting actually, to be fair. But it was a it was a good game for him all in all. But um, uh, Emery has come out in the in the press talking about uh, talking about that he's going to concentrate on on the cup competitions, and that was apparent uh, by such a strong lineup and even a strong bench as well. Well, I think I mentioned it on the forum to a few people as well. I think if he's concentrating on the cup games, then it's it's only a good thing. I think challenging for top four this season so far. Yes, I know we're only five games in, but there's two, there's three teams already that are outshining everyone else, and that's you've got the City, Liverpool, and even Chelsea seem to be outshining a lot of other teams at the moment. Um, so they're going to be, for me, there's your top three there, unless obviously things change throughout the season. Um, so there's there's going to be that one spot uh, for your fourth that you're going to have five, six teams that are going to be slugging it out for. Whereas in cup games, um, with the Europa League, we've got probably the most experienced manager in for that, uh, just for the for the Europa Cup. So... We can't ask for anything better, and not only that, winning that guarantees us Champions League next season. Well, he, he's he, ahead of this game. He had won thirty-two, uh, thirty-one games. He obviously this game we won, so it was his thirty-second victory in the Europa League, which makes him the most uh, the most successful manager of like in win ratios of any other manager competing in in the in the competition's history. So, well, this is it. This we mentioned it last week. It's his cup, um, so it's it's probably better off to maybe go for that. And like I say, it's another way. Even if he's still going for top four and if he's concentrating on the Europa League, it's two opportunities there to try and get Champions League football. And Leno didn't get a chance to touch the ball until about 17 minutes. No, it was a quiet night for him and uh, with the two goals that were scored against him, I think it was. I think it's, a lot of people have been a bit harsh on him I think in reality, when people look back at them, I don't know if uh, if Manny got a chance to to look at any of them either. But um, looking at the, you know, there were there were screamers of shots. I don't think yeah, anyone could have anything against. There's very very few keepers that'll probably get a hand to that. Even if they did get a hand or fingertips to it, it still would have ended up in the back of the net. I just I think people are being very harsh on him. There's two. Too too many critics being too harsh on him. I th- I think other things that I took as a positive out of the game, like the counter attack for Aubameyang's first goal, um, I took that as a as a real positive of of where where we're we're trying to get to. Um, we're, oh we're, yeah, there was a, there was a lot of positives there, and 
Iwobi, for me, was a definitely a massive positive in that game. I was quite shocked with him coming back from illness. He's he's uh, he's man of the match for me. He was absolutely outstanding, and he looked yeah. so up for it, up for every game. And I know um, he's come into a lot of criticism in the in in the past. Um, and well, it's pe- his time to shine, and he's so far so good for him. And I can't. It, it's a new era for him as well as everybody else. So if he wants to put his all in and try his best for the club, and fair play to him. Um, so first half we're one nil up. Then second half, um, Mkhitaryan qu- across and Welbeck gets number two. Um, on the fifty-fifth minute, we get uh, the third goal, which is Abamyang's goal, and it's just before he's um, he's hooked off uh, for um, Ozil, who came on and and got the fourth goal. Um, so all in all, it was a good performance. The only only downside was it would have been nice to keep a clean sheet. Then part of me wasn't. It'd be it'd be wrong of me to say uh, I, I was happy we didn't keep a clean sheet. But there was part of me that thought by Leno not keeping a clean sheet, it would mean that um, people wouldn't be going. Oh, we've got to drop check, bring in Leno, and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, possibly. Um... I think to be fair, when Torreya came off on that game, it made a it made a huge difference, uh, and you could see that they were attacking more, they were pressing more. Uh, I criticised I criticised uh, Guendouzi, not necessarily crit- criticised them directly, but the difference with Guendouzi in, uh, on the pitch uh, instead of Torreya um, is is it's so so obvious that Torreya just adds that little bit of two balance. different style of players though yeah yeah but yeah but I just find as much as Guendouzi is is enthusiastic and everything else I do find him a little bit a little bit hands all over the place and a little bit I don't know he's you're being harsh He's 19 years old, for God's sake. It doesn't sake. matter like, if he's not... Would you he... know? No, I'm not, I'm not having this. Like, you're, you're, you're being way too harsh. He's 19. He just come from the French League 2. So he's still learning this, this, the Premier League. He's still learning everything. So he's a bit like a fish out of water at, at yeah, the but minute. It, but he's uh, a tough, uh, like, no, 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 a tough no, no, like no. game The place for him to learn his trade. So you should have learned yeah, that uh, in the uh, reserves. No, no I'm, not, I'm not trying to hear that. Give the boy time. Stop being so damn harsh. Stop being so harsh. Give the boy time. All right. This is this is coming from somebody who was, you know, pleading the case for Carl Jenkinson a few weeks ago. No, be quiet. Give the boy time. What you, you're criticizing me liking Carl Jenkinson? Hell yes. And Carl Jenkinson has had multiple t- chances, and he's crap. And meanwhile, you're having he, a go he, at that. Uh, stop. Is, Hold he. on. And you're having a go at that Gwendozi, who's he's he's literally learning his trade and, and learning how to become a top player. You can see him, you know, growing literally in front of our right, eyes. My, so you've got to give him time. Lightning. You've got to give him time. You've got to give him, you know, th- he's going to make mistakes. You know, he's going to make mistakes. And young players do that. So just give him and time. Breathe. Stop being so harsh. And breathe. The reason I like uh, Jenkinson is because of the local thing and everything else. By no way is he... He um, lives 40 miles from you. Come on, that's not local. Carl uh, Jenkinson doesn't. Carl <laughs> Jenkinson lives about three, four miles away from us. But that, 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 that's he is by no means the talent that Guendouzi is. I I'm not denying that Guendouzi is a good talent. I just find him a little bit r- rough and raw at the minute, and he does need to develop a bit more. Time, patience. Absolutely, absolutely. I do agree, but I'm allowed to criticise. I'm allowed an opinion too, Manny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
even if you don't agree with it. I don't agree with it, no. <laughs> Stats on that game that we had 67% possession. We had seven corners uh, in opposed to their one. 15 shots, five of which were on target. Four goals, obviously. Uh, 12 fouls versus their eight. So, you know, we say Leno didn't have a huge amount to do. They had seven shots and three of which were on target. Uh, obviously, two went into the back of the net and that one on the 17 minute he saved. Uh, we move on to the game that has left my voice in tatters, which is uh, Everton. Or is, is it my Barry White voice? I don't know. Um, he's left uh, <laughs> Everton and Everton... We beat Everton 2-0. Some facts about this game is Arsenal uh, are unbeaten in 24 home games against Everton in all competitions. We've won 20 of them and drawn four. Um, The last home defeat by Everton was a 2-1 in January 1996. Everton have won only two of the last Premier League games against Arsenal and they were both at Goodison Park. And the Gunners have failed to keep a clean sheet in their opening five games in the top flight this season. The first time since 1988-89 season, and we all know what happens at the end of that one, uh, and they conceded in each of their first eight games during that season. Uh, they've gone on, uh, gone on a 21 league games without a draw. The longest run uh, is a 28 game streak in 1983. So, what did you make of the lineups? Torreya started. Who's coming back to me on this one? Finally, finally, he started. I think. I think we are um, seeing him come off early against. Um, what are they called again? Volks? Volksklar. Now I'm not even going to try. <laughs> um, now, seeing him come off early was, it was you know, an indication that, okay, he was going to start. And I think we were calling for it for, for quite some time. Um, what I didn't like about the lineup was seeing, you know, Ramsey and Ozil starting. Um, it just, I, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but those like two really? can't play. They can't play together in the same team. They, they just can't. That, and, and I think we're playing both of them for different political reasons rather than actual yep. tactical reasons. Uh, um, Rambo for his contract uh, situation Ugh. and Ozil because it's the first name of the team sheet because he gets 350 grand a week. Um, I just I just wonder if, if, if we will drop him at some point, either of them at some stage, and if Rambo is going to hurry up and sign the fucking contract. One of them needs to be dropped. That's that's my opinion. You know, I think Emery needs to make a decision, right? Who's going to play in that number ten role and stick to it? Because playing them two together, playing either Ramsey or Ozil out wide, just means that we're taking away, you know, the natural width of the team, which I think an Iwobi would give us, even a Welbeck would would give us on that on that right hand side. So Emery needs to make a decision, right? Either Ramsey or Ozil at number ten and stick to it. Because and somebody that, to support Bellerin as well. Oh because my Bellerin God. is so far up the pitch. And listen, I am a critic of of, of Bellerin. Mm. Um, but he's doing what he's asked to do, which is get up and be more more a wing a wing back than than anything else. But there's nobody covering the midfield. Or Torreira was to a certain degree covering the vacated space on the right at the back. At the back. You know what? <clears throat> it's not just when he was attacking. Um, you know, there was multiple times he would come down on the right wing, and it was no one there you know to to play a one two with um defensively as well i know some people would say oh but but those worked well and then he tracked back and whatnot but there were a lot of times where richarlison and and dino would just doubling up on him um and at one point lacazette was you know drifting to the right and and ramsey was essentially the the striker and i i I remember asking in in the group chat on facebook i'm like what what's 
deformation exactly and what position are Ramsey and Ozil playing because it seems that both of them have vacated a right wing and they're both, you know, in that midfield area in the middle. So it just, it needs sorted out. Um, me personally, I wouldn't play Ramsey until he signs the damn contract. Um, and Well, he's not going to sign if you don't play him, is he? Well, make up your mind. Make up your mind. Which which one is it? Because at the minute, it seems like, oh, he, look, Ramsey, we, we, we're playing you. Look, I'm, I'm playing you at number 10. Look, look, you're important. No, that's not how it should be. Either sign the contract or tell us you're going to sign the contract or sit on the damn bench. That That's that's the way I see it anyway. So the first half was really, really tough. We could have been probably two or three down by half time. Uh, Calvin Lewin uh, was one-on-one with Czech. Uh, he could have squared it to Richarlison, and that would have been us one nil down after two minutes. Um, it was the, the stadium. It was a weird atmosphere, despite my croaky voice. We did get going after a while, but at some point, so there was about half hour in. There's a point where uh, Emery's on the on the touchline, and you can hear on the cameras. So I listen listen back um, this morning, and on the cameras you can actually hear you and I, Emery shouting. Um, commands, and I could hear from the North Bank as well, shouting commands across the pitch. You've got 50-odd, 60,000 people in a stadium. There wasn't even a, a murmur around. It's really, 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 really strange. We we went in at half-time nil-nil. Uh, I don't know how. Um, and we went into the second half. We, we lost Socrates as well, because he got injured when he was fouled. Um, Theo Walcott, the wonder kid. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you make of that? How, how serious do you think that is Mike uh, fingers crossed I think he's probably just maybe overstretched himself uh, or maybe giving himself a dead leg or something so hopefully it'll be either it'll be back next game or the game after have you read anything online about an I injury update no, no it probably won't be yeah. till later t- later tomorrow yeah I don't think any, is there anything out yet I don't think it, I think it's too early yet to even think there is anything out no, I don't think it's probably probably you know they'll take him back to the training ground today and then do an assessment yeah on probably this afternoon get, get, there'll yeah. be more of an update well, uh, no, fingers crossed it won't be that serious. He was, you know, I mean, he carried on playing for a while afterwards and uh, I think maybe it was more the fact that he also got a yellow card as well and if he's prone to a few mistakes, um, you know, especially if he's injured, he's going to be a bit more... Mist- there might be you, another mistake in him, that, so... That yellow card was... They're, they're the sort of yellow cards you actually applaud a defender getting. Torreira got yeah. a yellow card for something similar in the centre of the pitch. But Walcock... Walcott was through um, uh, if if he got past um, Socrates and, and where he took him down, just on the edge yeah, of the box yeah, as well. Yeah, he also come through a uh, Mustafi mistake as well, which um, there was, was a, a few of them that game. He, honestly, that fella, that fella. What did I you just make think, it? well, when when Holding come on, you saw it, it, it same as when we played against Vorskar as well. He was quite a solid defender. Now, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again, Mustafi isn't good enough and... We need to give Holding or Mavropanos more of an opportunity uh, to play. Agreed, agreed. Because there's too many mistakes in Mustafi, there really is. And it's just getting a bit beyond a joke now. And when we saw this, when we saw Socrates play with Holding, all right, yeah, we got, we got two goals scored against us uh, late on in the game. But throughout that game, when they had their chances, them two cleaned up. There was no one getting past them, them two and Torreira. No one. Uh, and then we saw on the Everton game, Socrates was cleaning up after Mustafi. It's it's just a bit beyond a joke, and obviously now he's, he's injured himself by doing it. Manny, do you have an opinion on him? Hell yeah, Mustafi's a liability, bro. 
He really is a liability. If I was a center forward, you know, with my build that I've got now, I would relish playing against Mustafi because I know I can get something off him. You know, like like uh, Mike just said, it was you know Socrates trying to clean up his mess because he 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 came in and he made the interception. Great. Stay on your feet then. What what are you doing sliding around and then trying to just stay on your feet and and it's a 50-50 ball. Go for it. You know, or take the foul if you have to. I mean, he he really is a liability. Um, I don't know uh, if he knows if he can stick a twist, isn't it? That's his problem. I he I don't I, I don't oh, you know, you know what he would he would be better suited with somebody who can literally guide him through games. Um, because it, it seems like if he's going to make his own decisions, he's going to cost us so many chances. He really is a liability. And, um, I don't know where, um, you know, the first few months he came and, you know, people were raving about him. I don't know where the hell that's gone, but, uh, he needs to sit on the bench. I, th- to, I think, to be fair. I think why I was impressed by him originally was because he, he was, he was more vocal than Koscielny and Permetasaker. And with our defense always been an Achilles heel under Wenger, uh, well, except for the defense he inherited, but the, 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 the later year defen- defensively we've been poor it was a breath of fresh air to see a defender who actually was bellowing out orders oh, we've, now, we've now got we've now got more of them now Fergus please man a mute could be more could be louder than Kishoni Kishoni doesn't say a word you know anyone could be louder than him but it's it's Mustafi reminds me a bit of, of Flamini when he was throwing his hands all around the, the place it's all good pointing and it's all good shouting but what are you actually saying you know, because it's, it's, it doesn't well, stop us from conceding goals. You know? Um, I think we the thing had, is uh, as well... Oh, sorry, mate. Go on, go on, go on. thing go is on. as well, when you look at it and you see... You see Mustafi barking orders. No one listens at all. Um, it, 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 no one seems to really care what he's saying. But when you see Socrates barking orders and you see his face, you feel like, Jesus Christ, this guy's going to knock someone out in like two seconds if no one I, does I as watch- old. I watched um, the team come off the bus. It was on a, uh, an Arsenal media clip. And Socrates, even in a suit, still looked like a fucking angry bastard. He does, doesn't he? He's just got one of them faces that you just don't think, right, I'm not messing with him today. He, he looks mar- he, he looks in one of them moods. Yeah, and you saw it when, when they played Vorskler as well, when he was, I can't remember who was shouting at him. Oh, yeah, I can't remember who was, who was shouting at I think it was probably Xhaka. Um, oh no sorry Elaney he wasn't Jack it was Elaney and he saw him shouting at him and you thought Jesus Christ he's going to get his head kicked in in a minute <laughs> moving it on a little in the second half did you see the handball um, by Kenny did you think that was a penalty shout yep yep I think it, I think it was a pen um, I, I, know, I know what you're going to say you're going to say um, he was he was too close and whatnot. but six minutes into the game right um, Monreal is, is causing havoc in the Everton box, um, he gets the ball pretty much smacked in his face from, you know, closer than where Kenny was. Um, and when they showed the replay, it showed that it hit Monreal's hand. And John Moss signaled that and said it was a, a handball. Now, you look at the Kenny chance now, um, it was a bit um, further than where Monreal was. Um, his hand was making, you know, that movement towards the ball. Penalty for me. I don't care about how close, old, how close he was or whatnot. Look at the two. You look at the two incidents, and it's pretty much the same. So yeah, I okay. think it was a pen. And just just after that, uh, Mike, did you think it was a penalty? Or I I thought it was a bit more ball to hand personally. 
100% penalty. Um, there was a comment that the commenters made on the actual game itself. If that was anywhere but in the Prem, that would have been a penalty. Uh, it's just that we've got that thing in the Premiership or in the UK itself where it's it's more ball to hand. But if you go wider Europe, it was similar to the World Cup final. Okay. Okay. Fair um, enough. Where we, yeah, enough. where everyone was saying, it, where everyone was saying in the UK and everything was saying, oh, no, no, I definitely want a penalty, definitely want a penalty. Um, the VAR got the decision wrong, or the ref made the decision wrong. But there was talk around Europe itself, uh, in other countries like France and Germany, they were saying Stonewall penalty. So it's for me, it was definitely a penalty. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's another penalty shout which comes up in a few minutes, but just after that um, is when Lacazette got his first goal. But what you probably mightn't have seen on the TV was Iwobi was actually all stripped off and ready to come on. I think he was going to come on in place of um, uh, either Iwobi, or sorry, either Aubameyang or Lacazette. And I think it was possibly going to be Lacazette at that point. And Lacazette goes and scores a goal. A great ball from Taria, uh, who, you know, sprayed a ball into Rambo and then Rambo on to, to Lacazette. 1-0 uh, to the Arsenal. Uh, and then the singing started. Um, but <laughs> then uh, Awobi was called back, put back into his tracksuit again and told to go back out warming up again. And him and um, Gwenduzi were having a having a laugh, and he was even having a giggle. Uh, it will be with one of the one of the stewards going. You thought you were good on, didn't you? And he said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was it was good. It was a bit funny, a bit off camera stuff that you don't see. Um, and go on, mate. It was a great goal. Um, it was superb goal. Man. I loved it. It it was just accurate. You know the the power on it. And the fact that he hit the post and went in just made it that much better. But did you read, um, do you read Garth Crooks's, um, team of the weekend? On no, a, I haven't yet. Man, that guy is just an ugly Tottenham Stefan. I know I can't say the word. I really wanted to say the <laughs> word, but I can't say it. Like, this is what he said, right? So there was about four lines about, you know, the goal. And then he's like, you are entitled to celebrate. What I don't get is the appalling disco jig that follows. Whilst why spoil such a wonderful finish with such a spine chilling dance? What's wrong with punching the air or running to the crowd? If you want to know, yeah, whatever. My point is, what does it matter how he celebrates? Why can't we talk about the Did goal? Did anybody see Sturridge's celebration oh, in the Champions League the other day? They're exactly. All these stupid fucking things. Like, who cares about how they celebrate? Let's talk about the football, mate. Let's talk about the football and the beautiful goal. That was an awesome goal, right? It was clean and it was exactly what we needed. And I want to, like, make a quick shout out to John Malone because I know John Malone, like, doesn't like Lacazette and I don't know what his opinion is now but I'm just glad he's being proved wrong <laughs> Lacazette <laughs> Lacazette is having a season and a half and he looks up for it he wants to be number one you know he wants to be the, the number one striker and he's Mate. making a good shout for it he and it's in everything that he's doing it's the tracking back it's the closing players down it's the holding the ball up it's it's everything you can tell that, that it's a different player we have here it's a bit like it will be 
um, to be fair, like Irobi has, has come out, he's, he's bulked up a little bit. And when he came on, he, you see him, he was chasing the ball from our own half all the way down to the keeper. And, and he's enthusiastic about it. It's the same with, with Lacazette. It's like an, a new lease of life I, into I, the guy. I wouldn't say it's enthusiasm. I think there's a bit more aggression about the side. And uh, Iwobi and Lacazette look a bit more driven, a bit more, um, a, a, a bit more aggression about them. And Lacazette, again, as you said, he's tracking back. Three minutes later, he released the ball. I think he's he's behind the halfway line when he releases the ball to Ozil, who breaks the lines and passes to Rambo. Rambo fluff, fluffs it, but the poacher in the box behind him is Aubameyang. Do do ba do ba do Aubameyang. Do 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 boo. Um, it was offside, but we don't give a shit, do we? No, we don't. Well, at the end of the day, it was the linesman's job to spot it. If he didn't spot it, it's a goal. Yep, I know we'd be complaining if it was against us, but I'm taking it all day long. Yeah, it wasn't against us though, was it? As far as so that's a good thing. Yeah, just to touch on Lacazette as well. Still, if you got to look at him now, is he was behind Giroud at Arsenal when Arsene Wenger was there. That's got to be really off-putting. He was very little getting game. Now he's got a chance and an opportunity to show himself and prove himself, and he's doing it perfectly. So fair play to him, and I'm glad he. I'm, I hope he succeeds more and more. Yeah, me too. Me too. Sigurdsson took a free kick. Um... Uh, late on, uh, Keane got a header onto it. Czech made some um, outstanding saves in that game, don't you think? Czech did what he does best. He's a shot stopper, he, he's, and he's good at it. It's just the problem is for, <laughs> the problem is he's no good with his feet. He's got better. I, I was actually singing a song, song yesterday. He plays yeah, with his feet. He plays with his feet. Peter I don't think Czech, he, don't he, think he was under pressure feet. as much as what he has been. Um, Everton didn't really put him under loads of pressure um, from from what he has had in the past from other teams. In, in fairness, yeah, uh, that, that's, a, that's a good point. I thought like West Ham and Newcastle put us under more pressure yeah. at the back than, than, than Everton did. Everton put us on more pressure with uh, their breaking with um, Richarlison and Walcott down the wings. So they did expose... The, the the fact that we push up the pitch so much yeah um, yeah well, exactly so it's uh, yeah if he's not if he's not as under pressure as often he's going to be a bit more better for him which is it's uh, it's okay I'm not complaining uh, but it's uh, well the, he does what he did he did what he did best and he's a short stopper and he's he's good at it so and Rambo uh, came off for Welbeck and Theo came off at the same time as well to um, a, a really good, you know, the whole stadium clapped him off the pitch and we sang Theo, Theo, Theo. You know, he, he actually, he came over to take um, a corner just by the corner by the North Bank and we started saying Theo, Theo. And he gave that little, you know, that tiny little hand clap thing he does. Uh, he, di- he did acknowledge the North Bank, which I, I, I think is, is good. Like the guy was there for over 10 years. Um, so that was our... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So it seems to me that the the stadium made more noise for Theo Walcott than it did during the whole damn game. The stadium warmed up a bit in the second half. There was a bit more North Bank really? clock. Yeah, North Bank clock in North Bank. But listening back this morning on the TV, it didn't come across, and there was still looked like was a lot terrible. of empty seats. No, I didn't come across. The, I didn't. The, I didn't like it at all. I was, I was not happy about it. I mean, at one point, um, Iwobi was pressuring the ball and then going after it and I think he'd want to throw in and you could hear Emery giving you know you will be praised when are Arsenal fans going to make some fucking noise apart from you know scoring a goal you know it is so dead it is so 
boring. I mean, the, the Vossler game was like, I was falling asleep, and it's not because of how boring the game actually was, but there was zero noise whatsoever. There's I mean, come fe- on. There's a strange feeling around the Emirates, you know, that like... Uh, it's shit. It, it is shit. It's different. It's different. It's hard to hear, actually, to be fair, because when I've been to away games, it's the Arsenal fans are constantly singing. It, it's all the way through it. There's not a quiet moment. But when you heard it on the telly yesterday, it's like when you hear it and it's our it's our own stadium and you hear it, it's like it's like a bloody tumbleweed flying around all over the place and you think, oh god, what's going on? Why can't come on, get get behind the team, let's get singing. I, I, you know what? I th- I think they first of all we've got very few fucking songs. Uh, a lot of people don't know the songs, but it, it, it's different watching the Arsenal now. For like you know, I've I've been going seven or eight years as a season ticket holder. Um, I've been in the North Bank for that length of time, and I was there when we were, you know, a, a, a lot better. Um, and you know. Th- that we were used to free-flowing football. It was beautiful football. You'd have, you know, Sanchez doing stuff. You'd have Henri doing stuff. You'd all, you know, you'd loads of marquee players doing doing what they do great. Now, we we looked like we found our level with Everton, which is, like, you know, in around that top of the mid-table. And it, it was a battle. And I said to, I've said to a few people on some of the, uh, chat sites and I've also said to the guys at, at who I was around me at the stadium it's got to be like this for a while we're, we're, we're finding our feet uh, we're going to have to you know fight our way out of these games it, it's not just going to come easy and, and nobody is scared of us anymore they don't know what to expect quite but nobody's really scared of us at the moment so what what you're saying is until we start challenging and until we start winning titles again that's when fans are actually going to make some noise no no i'm not saying that i'm saying it's just it's just different and i think it's just a, a case of getting used to it and then that people realizing that we've got a responsibility too in the stands to to sing up as you can hear from my voice uh, i did do my bit and yeah and i'm surprised Fair, fair play to the guy beside me. I don't know if he'll speak all week. Honestly, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a new guy. He was. He, he, I, I, I think his name is Stephen. I'm not 100 percent sure, but um, he's. It's his first season in the North Bank, and he came along. And he shook hands with everybody. He's on his own. Like I, I, it's the exact situation I was in when I first got my season ticket, and he's shaking his. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, he's just up for it, and he goes there and he sings continuously. He started the North Bank off a few times. Um, he's he, he's listening. If he doesn't know a song, he's listening, and then he's jumping in and joining in. So we need more of him. We need to bottle him. Did get I a agree. bit. It did get a bit annoying at points, but fair play to him. No, fair I mean, I mean, come on, like, the, the way I see it is this, the fans that go to the games, right, you represent the fans that don't have the opportunity to go to games, right, you represent the fans that, like me, who would rather sit at home, there, there's reasons why I don't, you know, go to live games, I'll go to the odd game here and there, but I prefer watching it at home in my own space, but that's just me, but to the fans that go to games, you represent Arsenal fans who don't have the opportunity to go to games for a variety of reasons, so you have an obligation to us fans to get up and make some fucking noise and stop making it so damn quiet. It's embarrassing to hear. Why am I hearing check over fans? Why am I hearing Emery speak over the fans? I mean, come on. There's 50,000 odd of you, right? Make some fucking noise. What can the club do to help us on that? I'm, the I'm club saying- don't give a shit. It's all about the, the fans have to come together and do it themselves. 
the club are not going to help you. How long have we been talking about, oh, maybe the club will help us, maybe the club will do this. That bald-headed idiot Gazidis was talking about, oh, we, we, we want to work with the fans to make a better atmosphere. It's up to the fans to do it. Forget it, about the club trying to do something. Get up and do it yourselves. And what about Red Action? Red Action got the big new flag and everything else. You know, they don't seem to... Like, where I said, what, what could the club club do could the club come along and say right we're going to have block five block six it's a singing section get in there uh, i've talked about a drum uh, i don't particularly want a drum beside me i know but when the north bank upper they're standing at the back and they're banging on the um the uh metal uh cladding and they're going red army red army and that they just kept on going and going and going. And then it picks up and a few people start in the lower. Then a few more people start in the lower. Then the upper keep going. Then the lower stop for a minute. And then the, because the guys at the top are still banging on that on that uh, cladding and they keep going at it. We need a section like that. Those guys up the top, get them down in, put them where people want to sink. That's what the club could do. Red Action could get more involved. They could, you know... I don't know, not necessarily distribute song sheets, but get on some of the, 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 the Facebook groups, get on some of the Twitter, share the song, share the old songs, you know, start good old Arsenal, we're proud to sing that name every, at the start of every game. The, the, the stuff that the club and the fans groups could do to help fans. You remember, you've got new fans, you've got fans who are bored and fed up with it, you've got uh, tourists, you've got all sorts. It's, it's a right mixture, and the stadium's not designed very well with that in mind because we've got no season ticket holders in the clock end lower so the regular people that would go there and you wouldn't feel ashamed to sing up or you know or stand up and stuff like that i saw there was one guy in 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 the west lower he's about he's probably in block probably block one or block two so he's 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 uh, i'm on the corner so he's round a bit he's just yeah he's probably block three he's just on the edge of where everyone stops sitting and he stood up and he started singing to the north bank and some guy about four or five rows back on fuck's sake mate sit the fuck down and you think you're on the lower tier you know the guy's standing with his arms aloft going you know I can't remember what song he was starting. It might have been "What Do You Think of Tottenham?" I don't know what, but you know he got he got people going, and fair play to him. You know, uh, there has to be more done. There has to be more done. Safe standing—that's another option. What the club could do. Yeah, there is things that people can do, I suppose. Yeah, but it's it is ultimately down to the fans. The fans need to be singing. Um, it it just takes one person to start a song off. It's just it's just uh, everyone I, else I, just I, needs to come in to join in. I was going to say I've started a song and I've been left hung. <laughs> well, that Obama Young do do be do be. That's really that's set that's off, that's it? That, it is it is. It's starting to creep around the North Bank. <laughs> I tell you what, that, that, that's probably one of the reasons why when when Obama Young scored that goal, there's about five or six behind me. They jumped on. They go do do be do do Obama Young do 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 do. And then I stood there once it quietened down, and I just shouted out Obama Young, and then they all came back do 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 do. So it is starting to take off. It is starting to take is it off. Is it getting there? Is it? It is. It will yeah, take a they, while. They, Obama Yang and Lacazette do need their songs. Uh, it's about time that they add them. Um, Lacazette has one, but I can't even remember how it got. Laka, Laka, Lacazette or something like that. Yeah, it is a decent one. It does. He does need a decent song. There is one going around for Alex as well. It's like what Manny was saying earlier as well. It's like we're, you know, I mean, we're on a bit of a winning streak now. It's time to sing. Let's get up, get up, get up. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't just sit there and go, this is boring, this is boring. This can't be doing with this. Get up and sing. We're on a winning streak. Let's go. Keep the momentum. And and, uh, a clean sheet as well. And there's that as well. There's another reason to sing. We've got a clean sheet. I must admit, you could feel the nerves at the very end of the game when they were piling on the pressure a bit more. Um, And, you know, just thought, oh, just keep a clean sheet. And the fact we kept a clean sheet was more... probably more exciting than the result itself because again it shows progression it shows things are starting to work you can see week by week by week it is improving ever so slightly that's a second clean sheet in the last 23 games so we've not we've not had many we had 62% possession we had nine attempts on target uh, on goal same as Everton five on target versus six uh, with Everton we had five corners and they had nine man of the match for me Peter Cech you guys yeah, I'll agree with Peter Check there. Yeah, yeah, he was he was beast. With a special mention to Taria on on that one. So, um, twelve of Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal. Try that again, shall I? Twelve of Arsenal striker Lacazette's sixteen Premier League goals have happened at the Emirates Stadium. Uh, only Tony Adams, with ten out of twelve, scored a higher percentage of league goals at home in the Gunners. Uh, you need a minimum ten goals for that qualification. Um, Arsenal versus Everton is now the highest-scoring Premier League uh, fixture um, with one hundred and fifty-three goals. And what did we make of um, Theo Walcott? He got a black eye. <laughs> when I saw him, I was like, well, finally you got some battle scars, son, because he's still... His, what the hell's the deal with his hair? What oh, is the... going on with his hair? He used to be nice, clean shape up all the time. What the hell is he trying to do now? He's trying to be a bit rough and the black eye just, just you know, gives him that little bit of, of street cred now. <laughs> He's trying to fit him with all the scouses, scallies. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, he, he did give us some problems though. Um, but, um, yeah. Um, Emery said, we finished with a smile on our face. His, how's his English coming along? Better, I'd say better than yours. <laughs> better than yours. I'd rather listen Funny to him speak. <laughs> Funny guy. So, I'll ask an intelligent person. Mike, what do you think? Is his English improving? Yeah, definitely. How would you know what an intelligent person looks like? Yeah, okay. Well, he yeah. has to look at my picture on Facebook, so there you go. I don't ever look at that. He has to FaceTime me as well just to see what an intelligent person looks like. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, because yeah, he can't see it. He can't see it in the mirror. He, he really can't see it in the mirror as well. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I'll bet you're glad to have me back, aren't you? Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wednesday night. The Caribou Cup or the Carling Cup, the Milk Cup, the Rumblos Cup, whatever you want to call it. The League Carabao Cup. Cup. Carabao, Caribou, Carabao. Um, you said potato, I said potato. Um, no, it's definitely back. Carabao. It's definitely Carabao, okay. The Carabao Cup is back. Um, and with Emery's comments about um, wanting to concentrate on the league uh, on the on the cups no, I think he knows that he can't win the league as we said before you know with City and Liverpool 
out there. You know, I, I don't, I can't see many other people challenging them. Uh, even Chelsea, I don't see them challenging them. Do you think we'll make wholesale changes, or do you think we'll have a similar lineup with maybe a tiny splattering of more youth? Uh, will Smith Rowe maybe start? Will Will um, Mavropana start um, in on Wednesday night? Mm, maybe. Um, my issue is who the hell's going to start left back? You know, is Montreal going to start again? You know, or is he going to give a chance to a youngster in there? I, I who's don't that? Know. Who's that youngster you were talking about? Uh, Steve and um, John. Uh, Steve and Johnny were talk. Uh, Steve and Mike were talking about. Um, uh, it's like an Egyptian sort of name, Manny. Aussie um, Tutu. That's it. Yeah, he's a right back. Oh, is he a right back? Okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. Did you just say Egyptian? Is English, by the way. Yeah, but it's an Egyptian-sounding name, is what I said. <laughs> Egypt. Oh my lord! I'm gonna mute myself. <laughs> Why? Well, no, no, come back, come back. If you're gonna fucking start having a go, come on. Okay, Mike, say his name again. Aussie Tutu. And that sounds Egyptian to you? Yes, I've been to Egypt, and there's Tutankhamun, and there's you know, there's all that sort of stuff. Tutankhamun. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that hole's getting bigger. Just keep digging. Yeah, just keep going. Oh, right, so, okay, who are we going to have at left back? He can play a left back. I think he played um, against Borum with a left back. There we um, go. See, I knew I was right. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so he, he possibly, but I think he's out injured at the minute. Um, I think I saw that somewhere. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know who's going to play a left back, to be fair. Because if that's the case, Nacho Monreal is going to play a fucking lot of games this season, isn't he? Even before he Christmas, before the transfer window, will, you know, how far, far, far away? Maitland-Niles is going to be Christmas at least, I would have thought. And how far away is um, Kolasniak? I think he's the same. He's going to be around Christmas time, maybe earlier. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen the injury news list if I'm if I'm being honest. Uh, but I would say roughly around Christmas time for him. Uh, Maitland Niles, I think that's going to be probably more into next year. Okay, okay. Um, do you, do you reckon that we'll uh, do you reckon that we'll um, turn him over? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's going to be a mixture. If we if we put too many kids out, Brentford are actually a half decent team. I don't know very much about further down the league. I don't think it'll all be kids. I think uh, again, I think it's going to be either probably probably Mustafi this time and. Uh, Holding on Mavropanos. Um, I think you're going to see Lichsteiner as well on the uh, right-hand side. I can't see mm. Torreya being on it, so I, I can see Eleni and possibly Xhaka. I th- I, I'd probably see Eleni and um, Gwendouzi. But they Who the yeah. hell is Eleni? El Nene, sorry. Jesus <laughs> Christ, lads, come on. That's my bad, that. Fucking hell. You know what it is? It's this, it's this water. That's what it is. It's water. You're rubbing off on me, Fergus. For God's sake. <laughs> right, El Nene. And uh, yeah, you're probably right in Gwendouzi there, yeah. I can see I can see Smith Rowe starting and probably Nketiah starting as well. And then or Welbeck. The following Saturday, then we've got um, Watford. Uh, I'm not at that game. I, I'll be sunning myself in in Lake Garda. I'm going to Lake Garda and then on to Venice. So um, yeah, you need a I'm, I'm in Italy for. Sorry, what's that? You need a tan, bro. 
You're I, I can't tan. I'm Irish. I crisp. I don't tan. Well, you need something. You need color. I'll, I'll color you in with a color and pencil or something. You you need something, bro. You're pale as fuck. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Fucking hell. I can't come back at that one, can I? Otherwise, I'll get in trouble, you know? <laughs> Oh, yeah, so, this, this is going on a borderline here. I'm going to stay out. Yeah, of this yeah, one. yeah, exactly. Literally, <laughs> 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 I've got one or two ways, and both of them yeah. are wrong. Yeah, <laughs> fuck me. That hole, that hole's just got. We got a second hole here, haven't we? No, we don't. So, so we got we got the Watford game, and we've got um, we got Troy Deeney. Will we have the Coders? to take on Watford and beat them? And will we continue our winning streak? Will we keep it on the clean sheet? What uh, What do you reckon? Yo, I hope Socrates is fit for that one. I want to see Dini versus Socrates, mate. Because I don't, I don't know who it was, but it was just before Socrates came off um, and we just made the clearance. I don't know who, what Everton player was in front of him, but he just grabbed him and just, shoved him out of the way you know he like you were saying before he he's so on edge and aggressive i want to see him versus dini i think that would be a great battle is it two tucson or tucson i can't remember how you pronounce it no it wasn't him was it was in the first half it was in the first half I, I don't know who he grabbed right but he just grabbed him and shoved him out of the way and i'll he yeah i want to see him versus dini bro i think that would be a great battle um in terms of the game uh clean sheet i don't know um can we win the game of course and um, we're at home. We should be beating, you know, Watford at home. Um, but we'll see what Arsenal turns up because we need to start, you know, starting games quicker because our first half performances, you know, against Newcastle, Vauxhall and, and, and yesterday, terrible. We need to start games quicker and really stamp our authority in these games because against better teams, we'll, we'll get blown away. You know, I think that also, going back to the crowd atmosphere, after 45 minutes of extremely abject hanging on against Everton, but abject performances, and it seems to be the way every game has. The first half is poor, and we, we step up after whatever is said in the, uh, at half time. We step it up. And I think that does have an influence on, on crowds and, and, and so on. So Yeah, but that's not an excuse for me. No. I'll tell you... I'll tell you who are doing very well is the Arsenal ladies. They've had a couple of games. Um, they've played, uh, last week when we were recording the podcast, they played uh, Yeovil Town away and they won uh, 7-0 with six different goal scorers. And yesterday, just before um, the game, uh, the Arsenal game, it was at 2 o'clock, I think, uh, at, King, at King's Meadow. Sorry, no, two o'clock at Meta Farm. Uh, we took on West Ham in a, in a London derby, and it was 4-3, including a hat-trick by Danielle van der Donk. Uh, the 27-year-old has now scored 20 goals for the club since joining in November 2015, and a fourth goal from Kim Little. The next fixture is Chelsea away at King's Meadow, um, and that's at two o'clock um, in a couple of weeks. Other stuff going around. I see Reese Nelson... He's made his Champions League debut. Was it a good move to go to to Germany? I think so, don't you? Yep. Yep. Give the boy a chance to play some football. Um, didn't he score on his debut? I don't know if you guys touched on it on the last podcast. Yes, he did. He scored. Yeah. They lost. Hoffenheim lost, but they, he scored in a 2-1 debut. Yeah, yeah. I think we did touch on it. And yeah, it's it can only be a good thing. And at the weekend, Man United and Chelsea both dropping points. Uh, a good weekend overall for us, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd say so. I'm looking at the. I think, the I think West Ham were played well against Chelsea. I think they did they did all right because um, I, I did watch some of the game and what I did see of it. Yeah, 
the hell How did Yarmolenko well. miss that chance? I know, there is that as Jesus. well. Jesus. I mean, come on. That would have been, <laughs> come on. I know. Jesus. And he's a good player as well. I like Yarmolenko. Yeah, well. I think Chelsea towards the end were getting desperate for a goal, so they were just shooting. Anyone was shooting from anywhere as well. If I think they played it calm, I think they would have battered him towards the end of the game. Yeah, well, Chelsea are desperate, period. Hence Roman Abramovich. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> and Hazard's definitely playing for a contract somewhere else. Oh, he can, uh, you know, he can do one, really. Um, not a fan of his. Um, just, yeah. <sighs> and, oh, fuck uh, Chelsea. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, fuck Chelsea. <laughs> fuck them. And uh, I didn't really see the Man U Wolves game, but I know Wolves played a good game. No, you know, I really wish I knew more United fans. I don't know where they've gone. You know, since I left secondary school, all of a sudden United fans have disappeared. And they've well, they become... ain't up north. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, all, they're all stuck at the M25, aren't they? <laughs> So, see, it's it's West Ham Man United at twelve thirty on Saturday, and then you got Chelsea Liverpool um, at five thirty. So that'll that, be a good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, that's the game I'll probably I'll probably watch next weekend definitely. But that could do us a favour if we can get a result against Watford, Chelsea, and Liverpool. Either are both dropping points. Man United aren't great. West Ham are. Okay, um, you can see a draw at that one. Uh, don't see Man City uh, doing anything but smashing Brighton all the way into the into the English Channel. I'd love Huddersfield to get a to get a a result against Tottenham, but Huddersfield look very very poor this this year. Anything else going on out there, guys? Yeah, just United are crap. Have we? I would. I would you know what? To truly, I would be disappointed if we if we finish behind United again. I think they're they're bang average, bro. They are really average. I was with Johnny from the North Bank and my brother, my brother Rory, he's um, he's a United fan. And we were talking about the possibility of Arsenal getting to the top four. And my brother said, not a chance. And I said, well, you look at the top three, I think are more or less. Well, the top two are done. The third place, we, we probably all agree that Chelsea are, at the moment looked strongest to, to finish there. And for fourth position... It's between ourselves, Tottenham, and uh, Man United. Tottenham, maybe slightly. It's not just that. You've got Watford playing well at the minute as well, so they're going to be. I reckon they're going to be challenging for that top top four spot. There's I don't. Another I, team I see the them falling falling off. Honestly, I can well, see them. They haven't got. Off. They haven't got any other competitions to play other than the FA Cup and Carabao Cup. So you know, with Man U, Tottenham, and ourselves, we've all got. So, you know, I mean, we've all got time in Europe, so there's it's that's that's a factor. Good, the only good thing for them. Yeah, but we got a we got a much deeper squad. I know Tottenham don't have a, as deep. Oh a squad yeah, we've as got us. yeah. There's depth obviously adds, but that also adds with the fact that we've got an extra competition on our hands as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's well, I'm not being funny, mate, but they've turned a few teams over Watford so far. This, you know, I mean, yeah, they're already. a hard team. They're a hard team to play. And they're they are bastards. playing really well, so I won't count them out just yet. It's only well, like I say we're only five games in, so I won't count them out just just quite we were yet. Doing, we were doing this a few years ago about Leicester City, weren't we? Well, there is that as well. But I, c- I can't see that happening again, not with Man City and Liverpool playing the way they are and the teams that they've got. That, that ain't happening again. Nah. But no, not, not, this, not this season. Like you say, yeah, the top two are definitely decided in Man City or Liverpool. Third, like like I just said earlier, Chelsea's probably going to get that third spot. There is. It's going to be, there's going to be a five, between five and six teams for scrapping it out for that fourth spot. It's going to be a difficult one for fourth. If Even if you look at the... The three that you would automatically, excluding Watford, so if you look at Tottenham, Man United and Arsenal, um, 
what Rory was saying is that we should finish above Man United because Man United are awful, and that's a Man United fan saying it. They suck. Yeah, they, they, they suck, man. They, they, they have a manager who doesn't care about getting the best out of his players. You have players who are just not performing, and and you, a system that just doesn't work for them. I mean, it's it's all going wrong over there, and I would I genuinely would be disappointed if we finish behind them again, because they are bang average apart from the hair, right? That defense is shocking, right? How Phil Jones gets a game is beyond me. <laughs> Honestly, they are shocking. So, uh, I'd say the, uh, we can get into the top four. We can. I have to. It's possible. That. It's definitely there. I'm not saying that we. I'm not saying that we can't. It's definitely possible, but it's going to be a scrap. Yeah, I love yeah, a good scrap. Agree. Yeah, I love a good scrap. Let's oh, see yeah. if we can. Like, it seems that this team has a bit more about them in terms of resilience and in terms of, you know, not letting the you know the game um, get them down. So let's see what happens. Yeah, this, what te- happens. this team doesn't seem to have this air of God-given right that they should win a game you know they're, they're, they're as you say scrapping and fighting for for, for, for absolutely long everything. gone are the days of rolling over and taking the beating well if you look at that game just finally if you look at that game yesterday if we had a different man in the dugout and he was still there we would have lost that game yeah definitely agreed well we're agreed on something makes a change (laughs) listen guys thanks very much again for uh, joining us Um, you have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons with uh, Scunthorpe Mike and Manny with his Manny flu do contact us on our Facebook page which is Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons we're on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and if you want to email us it's email uh, it's info at Guns and Yellow Ribbons dot com thanks a lot mate up the arsenal Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.